Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got to crack this beer and we can get started. Do your thing. This week's beer of the week. Back to my local brewery, Axeman. New release, Haze Wave. Hazy mm. IPA with, uh, does it have notes? No notes, but it's really good. A little bit of citrus, a little bit of haze. It is much better poured into a glass, but we don't do that here. Cheers. Nice crack. Axeman always has great cracks. Support your local brewery. Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to witness the world's number one wrestling podcast. Let me pod to you. Yeah. Welcome to Let Me Pod to You. I'm Jacob. You can block me on Twitter at We Hate Jacob. I'm here with my co-host Dimitri. You can find him on Twitter at Dimitri Talks. Dimitri, how'd you feel about wrestling this week? Pretty damn good. I, uh, as you can see with my stocks falling, I really don't have very much there. So it's it's been a good week for me. I feel good. How about yourself? It's been a really good week overall. Um, a lot of my stuff is AEW centric because I think they had some banging shows from Collision to Dynamite this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, there's been so much good that I don't even have the best two out of three falls FTR and Bullet Club Gold on here. And that was a banger. So, mm. uh, our format is top of the mid headlines, stock rising, stock falling. These can be specific wrestlers, storylines, etc. To kick off the conversation, Dimitri, who's top of the mid? Hey, just repeat again, man. Alpha Academy. We should just rename the reward to the Alpha Academy reward. <laughs> like, Alpha Academy Cinematic Universe. Yeah, Alpha Academy Cinematic Universe. They just every week it feels like they. Literally mid mid card, middle of the show, mm-hmm. they steal the show. They yep. get all of our attention. They do something that's really entertaining. Every week it's something else. And I gotta say, I wanted to mention this. A few podcasts ago, before this whole little rivalry started, we were talking about the Viking Raiders and about how uh kind of irrelevant they are. Um, and I had mentioned that they do best, and I think they would do best infused with some comedy or with a comedy pairing. Here they are with a comedy pairing, and it has worked uh, tremendously, I'd say. I would say I was damn right. I would say you were damn right as well. Uh, and honestly, the Viking rules set was pretty sick. Oh, yeah, that was, that was fucking awesome. The whole big-ass wooden ship and all that, that was mm-hmm. sick. Chad Gable, he just continues to show out as well. He's so I mean, good. He's so good. He's incredible. It, it, I'm glad I'm glad he's been able to show out because people are I've been on it early I've been on it for a minute I love Chad I've been saying it for a while now I've been wanting him to get gold and it's just nice to see him be able to showcase his abilities every week and for people to realize that like yo this guy's actually really special he's great on the mic he's great in the ring I don't really think he has a weakness and Maxine downloaded another move she had a nice cross body Yep. And then she did a table spot where she got driven through a table by Valhalla. Uh-huh. She got that new move DLC. She's that really is, packing it up. It's incredible. It's really incredible. It's good shit. I love to see it. You know, I, I didn't know if maybe uh, Top of the Mid was going to revert to a uh, recent Top of the Mid graduate, uh, Dominic Mysterio. Oh, given, I really wanted to. Given he's I really got wanted to. gold. But <laughs> well, I guess we're going to talk about Dom later, aren't we? We will. Yeah, that's 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 why I was like, you know what? I can push that to later. He did kind of graduate from the mid, but he's still kind of floating around there a little bit. You know what I mean? He could have easily won this award for sure because he's 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 bringing his mid to NXT. He's so good. (laughs) (laughs) What's your headline? 
Uh, so guys, um, mentioned it last last week. I was going to SmackDown in Raleigh, North Carolina, at the PNC Arena, and so I did go with the wife. And I gotta say, it was a great experience. I haven't gone to a uh, televised WWE event since like 2005, maybe. And I was like maybe nine or eight years old, something like that. And, you know, I had a blast back then. I had a lot of stuff that I remembered from the time. And uh, a lot of stuff has changed. But I'm happy to say that as an adult going to this, uh, and after all these years, it is still a fucking blast. Uh, So I made a little list here uh, to talk about. So one thing that is unchanged for sure is the energy. Uh, Janie, that was the one thing that Janie was about. She was like, damn, that crowd is crazy. Like, there's just so much energy. There's so much chanting. It's like something that you, you just don't experience anywhere else. Been to football games, of course. I've been to NHL games. I've been to a Dodgers game. I've been to a lot of sports and stuff, but nothing compares to going to a televised WWE event. Um, that being said, uh, PNC Arena is fucking trash okay sorry pnc <laughs> arena but it was so old and run down i walked in it was like smelly it was like dark the food was awful man um so yeah thumbs down to pnc arena uh i feel like raleigh could do better like coming from state college the bryce jordan center is like a million times better than this arena which like is a million crazy because it I was know. it opened in 99 it's not even that old that's crazy. That's, That's it opened nice. in ninety nine. Yeah, are you shitting 1999. me? I just looked it up. Jesus Christ, it looks ancient. I don't know what the hell they're doing over there, but they and need the, some renovations. And the Bryce Jordan Center opened in ninety six. And we're talking about the Bryce Jordan Center at the Pennsylvania State University because I will be going there in September <laughs> for Collision. I'm hell officially yeah. a collider, yo. <laughs> He's a collider, bub. Uh, what else do I got here? Oh. This was a surprising uh, revelation. Um, when I was there, I, I expected everybody to be against theory because, you know, we don't like theory. And mm-hmm. I feel like the vocal majority of people on Twitter don't really enjoy theory. But, dude, when theory came out, there were actually a lot of cheers and a lot of people throwing up like the A-Town down. And I was like, what? <laughs> what alternate universe am I in? Like, I was so confused. I was like, we're cheering for theory? I don't know what that's about. Is he like, he, he is he from Atlanta? Is that why he does the A Town Down yeah. thing? I guess from he's, Atlanta, Georgia, okay, Austin. I, I guess he's relatively close to North Carolina, but I still don't get why yeah, they were. That's not. I don't know, bro. That's not home enough. I don't know, bro. That was weird. Um, also, another surprising thing for me is uh, people are not as over on Waller as I am. I am super into it. I think he's super entertaining every week. I really like his ring work and, you know, his promo work. And I just think he's got the full package. And I think when he was in that match, he was one of the most uh, entertaining pieces of the match live in person. He was just great, like, you know, doing shit to the crowd. Really entertaining. Um, But the people in the crowd did not cheer for his ass. Uh, And also, did he get booed at all, though, I guess? Because he's supposed to be a heel, so like, was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, was he, he getting really like get, heel reaction, or he didn't really get much of anything. That was mm, the thing. I was surprised. It was weird. Um, and another thing that was weird is they fucking cut off his entrance, dog. That was another weird thing about uh, televised events. So like, 
He started walking to the ring, right? His music's playing. And then out of nowhere, we hear like this random, like other music. I assume it was like an ad or something that was playing on the broadcast that Michael Cole was talking over, but literally it cuts in into his music. And like he just continues walking like nothing's happening. And we're all just like looking at each other, like confused. And then like he gets closer to the ring and his music cuts back in. And it was just like real weird. I don't know. It was a weird thing to happen hmm. uh, at the event. I think that's when they were explaining what was happening, which still wasn't super clear because it was like they had this fatal four way at the event you were at. And then there's another yeah. one on tonight's SmackDown. Yep. And then I guess it's like, so it's almost like it's like a semifinal and a semifinal. Yeah, I guess so. Or it's like a quarter, a quarter, and then like yeah, and then the when LA winners. Knight wins tonight, yeah, he'll face. Is it, was it Santos Escobar that won that yep. match? Yeah, uh-huh. so it'll be like LA Knight and Santos Escobar, and then they'll face Theory. When you know, yeah, like getting, I'm guessing this the Friday before SummerSlam, kind of at this point. But, Maybe, but yeah, that was fucking weird. Interesting. That was okay. That was a really weird thing. Uh, another note I have here. I don't know if I put this here. Oh, so on the the lines of that, uh, when I was little and I went to uh, Raw um, back at the Bryce Jordan Center, something that I remember happening is like whenever they would go to commercial break on TV, typically the talent would like get a microphone and like start interacting with the crowd, talking some shit, or somebody would have like a T-shirt gun, you know, shooting some mm. T-shirts out, keeping the crowd engaged. That has changed, brother. Now when they go to commercial uh literally like we just get like a video on the titantron and we just watch like uh an ad for like t-shirt or like maybe like a future event or something like that and then the talent just stands in the ring like uh i've always wondered what they do that's what they do bro the talent just stands in the ring kind of like you know minding their business and they play something on the tv or tv titantron uh and you just sit there and watch it which was weird uh i didn't love that uh that was the only part i didn't love about the show but you know whatever they got to do i guess for a live show props to to the crowd there for keeping it going because like watching it like i i watched it live and i was like this crowd is hot like this is a hot crowd so so for like to get an entrance and then go to commercial and just be like is like that's pretty surprising that they stayed up for it yeah it's interesting so like uh just a little behind the curtain here so like you know, uh, you go to commercial, their music's playing, they come out, then you go to commercial and you get like a random like ad on like the Titantron or whatever. Then when you're coming back to commercial, they like ease in their uh, theme music again. So you know that we're coming back from commercial mm. and then everybody starts cheering and that's when the TV cuts on and you hear their music playing. And on TV, it looks like their music's just been playing the whole time. Yeah, which I always think is so awkward. Like I've always been like, <laughs> Are they just blasting like that's what I've Oscar's always wondered music, too? Like, I'm like, yo, commercial start. Like, is it three minutes of just like, and like, are they just still dancing around in the middle? Like, what's happening? Like, it's right? So yeah, that's what, that's what I always wondered too. But that is not like that. So interesting. Um, let's see what else I got here. Uh, oh, so yeah. Speaking of that crowd, that was a great crowd. I saw online that uh, we were like. I think it was one of the biggest shows in uh, that arena's history for at least a, a live WWE show. Um, and I think it was about like 100 or a little over 100 tickets away from selling out, which is sick. Yeah, I saw the tweet uh, too. So glad I got to experience that. That was a great time. And probably the two most electric parts of the night. One, 
the bloodline segment. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, Jay is a goddamn star. So Jay comes out, everybody's losing their mind, everybody's throwing their ones up. You know what I'm saying? That whole we'll, segment. We'll just call up? this Bloodline Cinematic Universe right here, too. Yeah, they're perfect. Yeah, we could talk about this right here. So, like, live, that shit was so cool, especially when he was sitting there thinking about kicking Paul Heyman, and everybody's, like, losing their mind, like, do it! Do it! <laughs> do it! And I was screaming, too, bro. I was like, let's go! Kick his ass! And, yeah, of course, uh, kicked his ass. And, uh, yeah, that was just a great little segment, yo, bro. That that had the crowd was rocking. That's all I got to say about that. That shit was so good. Yeah, so. How did it look on TV? I'm curious. It looked really good. Uh, the camera, they had, they were kind of moving off the hard cam to the side cameras a little bit more than they normally do. Uh-huh. Uh, it. They were also talking about, and I'm not sure if they mentioned if there's any way that you knew this in the arena at all. Jimmy Uso is out indefinitely with a ruptured rib cartilage, hmm. so that's why Jimmy wasn't there. Like they, that's where he, he's kayfabed out. Yep. Um, when Paul was cutting his promo and he called himself a Juso, that was <laughs> amazing. That was good. And then like the super kick, they like. I don't know. It felt like they were like moving the camera a bit to try to line it up a little better. And so Uh it wasn't the greatest view on TV. And then they showed us a replay from a different angle where you could see like he kicked him like he got him. (laughs) And Paul sells a bump incredibly when he he needs to. And then, you know, on SmackDown tonight, that man's coming out in a neck brace, sling, (laughs) crutches, like the whole the whole nine. Um and uh, tonight on SmackDown on Fox Sports 1, uh, which isn't going to help oh, anybody because it's uh, – I guess I helped you. Um, yeah, it is thank on you. FS1 <laughs> due to the Women's World Cup. Go America. Uh, Go America. FS1 will have Roman and Jay face-to-face to discuss the rules of engagement. Mm, bloodline. So, I love the bloodline. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and then you have two more You have two more notes here about LA Knight and Cody yep. Rhodes. Yeah, LA Knight, uh, just what we expect, bro. That was seeing that in person was like certainly a memory in itself. Like mm. the crowd is so over on him and we see it on TV, but being there in person is like a feeling that you, it's just hard to explain. And another thing I wanted to say is like everybody around me, super in LA Knight. Of course yeah. I sit down, bro. And the guy in front of me is like, yeah. And I hit him with a, yeah. And then he turned around and went, yeah. So like, <laughs> that was the energy of the crowd. <laughs> that shit was great. Okay. So Janie and I are sitting there waiting for the show to start. Uh, the guy next to me comes and sits down. He has like a handful of signs. Like, I think like eight signs. I saw them on TV. Yeah. They all said, yeah. And he, he passed me one, of course. Uh, a couple of people around me got one. So I was there with the yeah sign. That was exciting. Um, so did he make them and bring them? I have no idea. I've, I don't know if he got them in the arena or if he brought them, but he gave me one. Okay. So I was like, hell yeah. Cause there was, I saw a bunch of these like yellow sign, right? yellow, yeah signs. yellow, yep, black tags. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I saw them around on, on TV, but I was, I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, so. I don't know. I don't know if somebody made them or if they were passed out in the arena, but that shit was cool. Uh, LA Knight segment was like fucking great, man. That was, like I said, the LA Knight segment and the Bloodline segment was just awesome. We closed the night on TV with the, uh, or sorry, yeah, for y'all on TV with the um, main event, which was uh, blanking. Was it uh, 
Oh yeah, Charlotte was out. She came out and interfered with the match. Yeah, and it was Oscar yeah. and Bianca. Charlotte and Bianca. Yeah, that that was cool. It was really cool because when when Charlotte had come out, uh, like through the crowd, she was like maybe like twenty feet from me, and like I saw her like walking over there, and I was like, no shit, please walk over here. <laughs> I was like, please, but she didn't come all over my way. But it was like that was a dope ass main event. I really thought, uh, I'm sure on TV it probably felt a little bit differently, but when the cash-in thing was about to happen, everybody was losing their shit, and we thought that like the cash-in was really going to happen, because it felt oh, like it. In the on arena. TV, very obvious it wasn't going to work, but uh, <laughs> I, I can I can see what where it was coming from. I was really happy for you, because you got to see so many of your faves. Like You got to oh, see Asuka. Man, it was great, You got bro. to see ba- Bailey was... had a match, too. Like It wasn't uh-huh. just like you got to see Bailey on the side. Like. I was Bailey, starstruck. I'm not even Bailey playing, Razzled. Bro. Oh, I'm, I know. I bet you were. I was actually starstruck when, especially when it, when I'm watching that main event and uh, Bailey and EO were like directly like in front of me, my line of sight. I saw yeah, them you got standing some, you got in the some crowd. Good photos. And I was like, "Holy shit! It's Bailey and EO! Oh my god!" Can you <laughs> so imagine that was if they've been on your side? That's why they have bro, security at these events. Out. <laughs> I've been freaking out, but yeah, the main event was really good. Um, and then the whole night they had, they kept on telling us that we had our main event was Cody Rhodes, Damian Priest, and <laughs> we were all like confused. So like ten o'clock hit, and I'm like, oh, it's a dark match. I get it. <laughs> so we um we get them to come out. Uh, the one part that surprised me is even though we're not live, all of Cody's. Uh, pyro hit all of it it's in every his contract <laughs> all of it every every single piece of pyro <laughs> hit like we were live on television and i loved it um as you guys know we're not big cody fans on this podcast previously i am now a cody fan i get it i saw him live he just i get it man he is the ultimate good guy it finally clicked for me when i saw it live especially because after the show he like Maybe I'll post a video. He like gave a little speech and he was talking about how this is like the biggest crowd he's seen in Raleigh. And he was like, love all you guys. I'm going to stay late and sign some autographs and take some pictures. Uh, so he was just like super appreciative, super cool, super cool dude. Literally went down and just signed autographs and took pictures with fans for like mad long until they kicked him out. So like Brownie points to Cody for being just like a solid human, like, you can tell he loves the business, and I just really appreciated that he went out of his way to just be a super solid dude when he didn't have to do that. It was super cool. Yeah, I saw that he uh, stuck around for like somewhere between twenty and forty minutes online. Um, it wasn't sick. It wasn't clear what the exact time frame was, but still, like regardless, like that's that that's mad props to Cody Rhodes. And while mm-hmm. we're on Cody, uh, Cody and Brock is now official for SummerSlam. Not a gimmick yet. The rumors are saying that there will be one added, most likely the go-home show on Raw. Mm. Uh, the Raw go-home, there will be a gimmick added. Um, I'm wondering if Cody is going to hell in a cell, Brock Lesnar. Um, that was my immediate thought as well. Has Brock Lesnar ever held in a cell? <laughs> uh, off the top of my head, I honestly have no idea. I can't think of any hell in a cell matches that he's been in. But I couldn't tell you for sure if it's, like, not happened. Uh, Brock Lesnar. He's Googling it. Google, Google, oh, Google. He faced uh, The Undertaker in Ooh. Hell in a Cell main event in 2015. Gotcha. 
And it was a, uh, it was when it was, they did like the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that pay-per-view, but move on. I know, I know. <laughs> and, do, 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 do. was it for anything? It doesn't Good even question. look like it was, it was for anything. Like, it was just, yeah, like, just they a match. had a Hell I mean, they got a big okay. enough draw, it doesn't have to be for anything. Yeah, I mean, it's The Undertaker yeah. and Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, um, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Intriguing. Okay, back to, back to the regularly scheduled program. My headline, if you don't like MJF and Adam Cole together, you hate fun. I've mm, seen so sucks. much shit on Twitter, people like knocking this like odd couple, their buddies, their friends, they're being weird. These guys are having the time of their lives shooting this and doing stuff in the arena. The double clothesline, like it's so good. Like, Max's music hits like it normally did, and then he does his big point for, like, Adam Cole's music to hit, only for it to be a remix of both of their musics kind of joined together, and in a way that worked really well. Like, the the mix theme is a banger. Adam Cole looks like he's having fun. MJF looks like he's having fun. This is really showing me that MJF could be a babyface if we wanted him to be. Like, he can do it. He's a goddamn pro. He can do anything. He is such a theater kid that it's insane. Like, he can play a douchebag so well, like, act like he's a big football boy. Brother, I know that you did Singing in the Rain at some point. Like, you you, <laughs> you, you are so good at this. Like, it's incredible. There was a dance-off before the final of the Blind uh, Tag Eliminator Tournament. Hilarious. M- uh, Adam Cole has no rhythm at all. <laughs> Not surprised. And there's <laughs> so many people on Twitter hating this shit. It was so fun. This sometimes is what... I feel like wrestling fans just hate fun. You know, sometimes they're like, they oh, do. it's not. I don't. You know what? This reminds me of like hip hop fans when they're like, oh, I only like real hip hop. If they're not rhyming every fucking three sentences and I hate it. Too much melody. I hate it. Too much yeah. singing. I hate it. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. Like part of the thing that got me really into wrestling which is for any background here i have no history with wrestling before SummerSlam 2021 that is when i started watching wrestling regularly he's into it now watched <laughs> watch shows every so often when i was a kid like with friends but not like something i'd watch regularly at all but my friends watch it so i started watching it because we were talking about it wanted to know what was going on this is this type of thing that gets me into this because it's mm. entertainment at its core, I watch this shit four nights a week or on, you know, recorded the next day, whatever. But yep. I watch this four four times a week because it's really fun. I have fun doing it. And if I wanted to just watch people beat the hell out of each other, I'd start watching boxing or UFC. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch that. I have no interest in that. I'm much more interested in the storylines. I'm much more interested in the other stuff that's going around. Like... Is it kind of ridiculous that the the AEW champion is doing kind of a comedy thing right now? Yeah. At the same time, it gets a champion on TV every week. As it shows us a different side of this champion. And like this breakup, whenever it happens, whenever one of them turns on the other, it's going to hurt, which is good storytelling. 
Yeah, agreed. And like uh, you pointed out that it, it's sort of ridiculous. And I just wanted to say that like wrestling in general is like ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's, like it's I saw insane. some there was there was a wrestler, I don't remember who it was, some legend was talking about how like ridiculous it is when you don't know what you're doing. Because they were saying that like when they started, like they didn't get like you know how you like Irish whip somebody and they're like run into the ropes and then they yeah. run back. None of that makes sense no. in real context, but you do it because wrestling, like that's the only reason you're not going to like run backwards, then run forwards and hit somebody that's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. But wrestling is ridiculous. It's entertainment and that's okay. That's what makes it good. Or like on a DDT where like the guy like flips around. The person who's getting their head driven into the mat is doing the flipping around. <laughs> They're the ones doing that. So it's, I I love it. It's so much yeah. fun. Like, I never thought that I was ever going to have this much fun watching wrestling. I thought it was going to be something I'd watch every so often. But I just had so much fun watching it. And, mm-hmm. like, fun stuff like this is how you get people who aren't wrestling fans into wrestling. Exactly. Like, I don't need every week to be a blood and guts. We'll talk about blood and guts later, but I don't need every week to be a war games. I don't need it to be a hell in a cell. I don't need, it's not about the violence for me. doesn't have to be a technical masterpiece. Every match, like that's not going to pull a new viewer in (laughs) and a a technical masterpiece. Every once in a while is good stuff. Yeah. Like early in my watching of AEW was when Brian Danielson and hangman Adam page went an hour to a draw. And I was like, the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, you can tie in wrestling. Like, I was like, this doesn't, this does not compute, but like stuff like that. Like that's not for the new fan. That's for the old fan. That's for you get your, get your Dave Meltzer five star match, which I don't give a flying shit about. Like, yeah, I want to have fun when I watch this and I can enjoy a technical battle. Like, it's not what I'm saying is that I can't get into it, but at the end of the day, I want it to be fun. And segments mm-hmm. like this make wrestling really fun. That's one of the reasons I'm so excited to go see this live and experience this live. And like, maybe by September, CM Punk's a heel. <laughs> like, <laughs> if CM Punk comes out and starts talking mad shit on State College, I'm gonna be like, you're so right, Punk! You're so right! <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> anyway... MJF and Adam Cole will be challenging FTR for the World Tag Team Championships on Collision either tomorrow or next week. Don't remember which one, but it'll be on one of those shows. Mm. Um, okay, do we have anything else we needed to get into with the Bloodline Cinematic Universe? I think we have that pretty well covered this week. Yeah, I think we covered it. A uh, quick uh, disclaimer, uh, which probably should have thrown at the beginning. It's fine. Uh, this will probably come out tomorrow, so there's probably going to be another episode of SmackDown out when you uh, listen to this. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just so you know. Yeah. Uh, we had some technical difficulties yesterday, yeah. so we're a day behind. But It's all good, though. You'll love it. Um, let us know what happened on SmackDown. Write in. Let me yeah. pod you at gmail.com. Oh, uh, look at that. <laughs> Dimitri, whose stock's going up? Uh, I just Our stock going up is the podcast, bro. Uh, it's I us? Just, yeah, it's us, bro. Yeah, we get our first stock. We get our first stock rising here. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to take this moment to say uh, thank you to anybody that's listened. Thank you to anybody that's followed us on anything. 
Uh, I never really thought about podcasting. I told Jacob this before. It's something I never even thought about doing at, at all. I don't listen to podcasts. I started to now, interestingly enough. But uh, I don't listen to podcasts, didn't listen to podcasts. And, uh, you know, here we are. Uh, he Jacob asked me to do it one day, and I was like, yeah, I like wrestling. I like talking, so why not? So, uh, yeah, it's been going well. I am surprised, but happy we made it so far. It was mm-hmm. like first couple episodes. I was like, all right, this is pretty interesting. And here we are like <laughs> mad episodes deep months afterwards and we're still doing it. So that's pretty fucking sick. Uh, so yes, thank you to anybody that's listening. Thank you to Jacob for giving, uh, me the opportunity to be on here. That's pretty exciting. Uh, really appreciate that. And, um, that being said, we're uh, slowly keep adding new things to the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another thing we got coming soon is some new theme music, which is going to be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Won't be on this episode. Still getting it together. But your boy raps a little bit. So, you know, throwing a little some, 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 some together. It's going to be pretty cool. And uh, yeah, that's it. So just saying stocks up to us. And we appreciate you guys. Stocks up to you, too. And to be clear, the rapping will be coming from Dimitri. No. And Jacob, of course. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what you got, brother? Uh, I have the women's tag team titles, which is a weird stock rising for the titles, but I think they finally found their right home. That's Damn the right. reason I'm giving it that stock rising. Over the last three weeks, we have had three different champions <laughs> hold these belts, mm-hmm. um, which is usually not good for a belt, but I think we're finally going to have some stability, and I think they're finding where they should have gone in the first place. What I think happened is, you know, Liv got hurt, so they gave them to uh, Ronda and Shayna. Mm-hmm. Ronda and Shayna exploded to accelerate that storyline, so they gave them back to Liv and Raquel because they never lost them. So Uh it makes sense from a, you know, oh, they never actually lost the belts. Well, now allegedly Liv Morgan is hurt. So they have to find something else. And instead of dropping the belts, they lost them this time to our new women's tag team champions, Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. (laughs) Hell yes. I'm so happy about it, bro. I am too. I I think it's going to really bring some stability to this championship. I think it's good for uh, Sonia and Chelsea that they actually have some gold to show for this really good work that they've done. It's been great. Since they've been paired together. And I think it's the right choice. Yeah, absolutely. Chelsea is just like completely bought into the character. Mm-hmm. And it has made anytime she's on TV super exciting and interesting because it's mm-hmm. just so ridiculous. Again, ridiculous wrestling. I'm here for it. It's great shit. Sonya is, uh, you know, she really didn't have much direction before this either. So it's like really, I'd say it's a really good thing for both of them, the pair. And um, on the topic of Chelsea, did you see the video floating around of her at a, uh, like, um, it was like an action figure conference thing for like Mattel or whatever? No. really funny. Okay. So they're like at this like press conference, like they're like seated, seated down. It's like a couple people from Mattel, WWE, Seth Rollins. And Chelsea comes in, and uh, if I'm remembering correctly, she walks in, and she's just, like, complaining, you know, doing her typical heel stuff. And she's like, I'm going to sit over here away from you guys since you guys didn't invite me. And then later on, (laughs) they uh, mention that they made two action figures for her. And then she's like, oh, you guys are great. 
I love you guys. And she was like, you guys are definitely not bald, sweaty men. You guys definitely aren't bald, sweaty men. And they're like, you never said that. And then she's like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't call them bald, sweaty men. Oh my God. That's she's hilarious. so good at that. Yo, like that's the type of example. Like she's just fully bought into the character. She can pull up anywhere and drop that shit. It's, it's great. And a a slight bonus stock rising kind of to piggyback off of this too will be the women's world title because now there's actually going to be a storyline that leads us to SummerSlam (gasps) for Rhea and Raquel. I know it's the gasp (laughs) is right. It is about time we had a goddamn storyline for this title. That's facts. There's been a pretty, you know, it's, I think it's going on a little bit too long in all fairness, but they need to stretch it to SummerSlam for the, uh, the WWE Women's Championship on SmackDown. You know, it was always going to be a triple threat between Bianca, Charlotte, and Asuka. We talked about it like mad podcasts ago. <laughs> yeah. Like after, I was going to say payback, backlash, basically. Yeah. 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 It, <laughs> It's been it's been going on a long time, um, but yeah, it's, I think this will be good for Rhea to actually have a program and not like have something to do that is for her and for her title. It it it's making sense on why they're doing this. Um, Raquel's going to want revenge on Rhea for hurting her and costing mm-hmm. her the belts. So there's there's kayfabe reasons for why all of this is happening, which was desperately needed for that belt. So a little bonus stock rising for the women's world title. Absolutely. Exciting stuff for the women's division. And uh, the the main man in Rhea's life, Dirty, Dirty Dom. Dom. Dirty Dom, yo. Shout out to Dirty motherfucking Dom. Man, bro went to jail, came back, and just wrecked shit. He's been great ever since he came out of jail. Oh my God! Well, Since where where was he? Where did he have that great entrance with the van? What what pay per view was that? That was WrestleMania. That was Mania, bruh. He's been on fire, and he hasn't just been wrecking shit. After a TikTok posted by the WWE account, <laughs> he's been wrecking Rhea shit. Am I right, fellas? <laughs> hey, he's been wrecking relationships, dog. This man is just dirty as hell. Dirty Dom's getting Buddy it done. Matthews is sick. Oh, absolutely disgusted. <laughs> The poor man. Dirty Dom now. Speaking of Dirty Dom, just won gold, which is funny as hell because I was going through threads and like tweets and mentions and shit. I was literally saying this like a week or two ago. I was like, I need my boy Dom to win some gold. Mm-hmm. Thanks, WWE. You made it happen. I appreciate it. This is like, I wasn't even thinking NXT gold, but like this is probably better than him winning, winning main roster gold for multiple reasons. One, it's going to be super interesting every week when he's talking shit to main roster people about how he's got this belt (laughs) about how he's got this gold (laughs) draped over his shoulder when it's nxt gold that's going to be gold in itself uh two jacob had mentioned this the other day when we were talking and it's something that went through my mind as well it's going to make a lot of sense that he's going to be able to get some extra work not on the main roster in nxt practicing his movesets, practicing his promos, just getting right while not completely having to like get like all the way down in NXT. Like he can work in NXT and he can also be on the main roster and just get that extra work in that he like kind of needs still. He's not like he's, I mean, he's really young. Like he's he's so young. I think he's 26, Uh, but he's very young for a wrestler. 
And um, he's come a long way. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it's going to be great for him to get that practice in because, like, with anything, you just need you need extra reps to get it in. And he's come a long way on both the mic and in the ring. And uh, I think it's just going to help him tremendously to be able to get this experience. Absolutely. And the way he won it, too, from the way that he set up the title match with, you know, that promo with, with Wesley where he's like, I know you're the open challenge guy down here. And he's like, I haven't done an open challenge in forever, big dog. And Dom goes, okay, yes, I accept. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it, it's just like, oh, all right. Uh, and then he gets, uh, Wesley gets hit with the belt. He loses, obviously, because he got hit with a belt. And then Dom's got a chip. And <laughs> it's man's incredible. So funny. It's such good shit. I love I love Dom so much. I never realized that I would love Dom so much. And speaking of Dom, I uh, was listening to a little bit of the Impulsive podcast. Wait, let me find the boo. <laughs> nope, there's no boo. There's just All right, clapping I'll and do cheering. A boo. boo. Listening to the Impulsive <laughs> podcast. And he had uh, Seth Rollins on there. Um, I thought this is very interesting because they started talking about character development. And it led into uh, mentioning Dom Mysterio. And uh, essentially, um, Logan Paul was like, yeah, he's come such a long way. And Seth is like, I got a little story to tell you. So Seth is sitting there telling us about how, uh, you know, they do all those uh, live shows, little house shows. <clears throat> and um, Dom, he just said he's he's seen Dom learning a lot and evolving a lot, specifically at these house shows. And then at one of them... Uh, recently um gregory helms also known as the hurricane uh who's a wwe producer went up to seth and he was like if you would have told me six months ago uh if i would have told you six months ago that he'd be a top heel in the business would you believe it and um seth <laughs> funny enough was like i'm a visionary of course i would have believed it i love that that <laughs> clip from him like he's like visionary of course yeah like, I, he, <laughs> seth's so good he is so good but he, and then he went on to explain why he believed it. He says, because, you know, nepotism is easy to hate. Like Dom came in the business as Rey Mysterio's son, which he mentioned like impossible shoes to fill. And straight to the main roster too. Like there was straight no, to the main like, roster. there was no Braun breakering him <laughs> on NXT until he's 30. Like he is straight there right away. Yep. He's straight to the main roster and, uh, essentially was, I mean, I was not a fan. His his ring work was not good. His promo work was not good. And essentially, his character was Rey Mysterio's my dad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so easily hateable. Seth saw it. Um, and so, you know, it makes sense that you'd fast forward and we finally get this, like, heel character, which makes sense from the jump, where, like, he's naturally hateable and he gets to be his own thing rather than just Rey Mysterio's son. Um also in that podcast, Seth was talking about how uh, Dom is kind of like a sponge, which I thought was cool. Just seeing like how much he's willing to learn. Um, he just said he gives him advice all the time at live events, and then like he literally like implements it like literally the next live event, very next one. He'll like do whatever Seth said, come back and be like, "Yo, that actually worked." Like, and I can imagine like Dom's probably given like a promo or like leaning a certain way, doing something a certain way, and Seth probably. I mean, he's been around a block has a lot to teach and he could probably be like, yeah, maybe you do it this way. Maybe you do it this way. I have a feeling that the whole booing thing with like Dom, like really raising the microphone, letting the crowd know that he's going to I'm speak. I'm about to talk. Yeah. Yep. 
I have a feeling that like the way that goes, I have a feeling that Seth had something to do with the way that goes because Seth knows how to play a crowd. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing proven, but I just have a feeling that it had something to do with Seth. So it's just cool to see Dom learning a lot. He's still learning a lot. He's still figuring shit out. He's 26 years old. I just think he's got a bright future. He's one of the hottest heels in the business right now. And like I said, he's just young as hell. So shout out to my boy Dom. I found it very impressive, like you said, about with Seth saying he's a sponge, that he yeah. takes things in and he tries it. That's very impressive because yeah, I feel like someone like Dominic Mysterio, not not that he would be this way, but someone in that position could end up like, well, I don't need to listen to you. Ray Mysterio is my dad. Like exactly. I can just talk to Ray and like I can figure out what I need to figure out. But having that that respect for people who have been in the business for a long time and that he's been around for a long time and that he can take advice from and learn and do it. That's very impressive. And I think that's a great quality, not just in a wrestler, but in just people in general that you're willing to listen and learn and try new things. Like, I think that's very impressive from him and that shows his future in the business. And I know it's an NXT championship. It's the NXT mid card championship. But that shows that Triple H sees something longer term with Dom. Mm-hmm. That he's going to go big dog Shawn Michaels and say, "Hey, take another one of your belts, buddy." <laughs> so, it, like, I think I think it's a very good step for him, uh, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Me I, too. I, I honestly, this week after this, I was like, I gotta add NXT to my um, to my YouTube TV catalog. Like I, I have hey. to, I have to start recording it because it's <laughs> becoming something that you that I want to watch. Which is kind of the point of doing this, you know, mm-hmm. having exactly. these main roster guys go and be on NXT. Like with Dom having this belt, uh, Great American Bash is changing to now Dominic Mysterio versus Mustafa Ali on an NXT pay-per-view. Both of these guys need some work. They've both been on the main roster, but they need reps. They need to stay fresh. They need to not be rusty. And like, I think this is a really good opportunity for both of them to show what they can do on a pay-per-view for the developmental brand. And I, I think it's a good thing for, for everyone involved. Big agree. Big agree. All right. Uh, my next stock rising. It, or what are we calling it, Dimitri? Hurt profits? Street business? <laughs> big Bob Lashley is back. He pulled up in his big truck with the street profits waiting for him. And I think we're, we're moving towards Bobby Lashley's new faction that gets both of these guys, both of these groups, Bobby and the Street Profits, back on television. That would be great. I love everybody involved. I really hope MVP's involved, like, a lot. I really, 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 really hope MVP's involved. It was very interesting. I saw some tweets about this, too. Um, Bobby Lashley hasn't wrestled a match on television since, like, May. Mm -hmm. And the Street Profits haven't wrestled a match on television in about a month. I thought it's been a while. Both have been at live shows, so it wasn't any kind of injury. It was definitely creative figuring yeah. out what way they want to go. And I think putting the the Street Profits with Bobby Lashley, when we've had a teased heel turn, not just for the Street Profits, but also Bianca Belair, Bobby Lashley can be a good heel. He can yeah. heal these guys up. Bring Bianca in. Like, everyone fucking knows that Bianca's married to Montez. Like, yep. we know this. Like, it's all right. Put them all together. Put them all together. This is going to be some good stuff if they can make this another... Triple H loves factions. Another yeah. faction. We've got these 
very imperious people between Bobby Lashley, the Street Profits, and Bianca, if they all link, Judgment Day would have, uh, you know, they'd have to start looking in their mirrors to see, ooh, shit, we got some competition up here. Yeah, I like like I said, I, I love all these people just together, and having them all together would be a great thing. And you said about Triple H and the um, the factions, I it's been great, bro. It, the factions have really just raised a lot of like individual stock uh, mm-hmm. by just you know having a faction and making us care about what they're doing. They're not just wrestling random matches on every show. They got feelings and relationships and uh, entanglements with each other, and it's just it's been mad interesting. So I am excited to see where this goes. Like I said, I really hope MVP's involved. I'm curious if they'll get Omos back or not. I don't know because since Omos was tangling with MVP for a little bit. That'd be cool. Um, I would like to see Shelton Benjamin back on TV just because I love Shelton Benjamin. I'm a classic man. He's a he's a uh, former top of the mid god back in the day. Him and Carlito was killing it. As a matter of fact, I heard Carlito may be coming back. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. So we got a lot of uh, mid tier talent that's uh, really just bubbling up, man. The, the mid card has just looked so good. It's really like come up a lot since Triple H took over and I I don't think people appreciate it enough. Yeah, I think I think the only thing that you have to be careful about is making it too busy, too many people in a faction, you know? Yeah. Cuz if you've got the Street Profits and Bobby, there's there's room for MVP to be their manager. Uh-huh. But I don't quite know how Omos would fit into that because yeah, who knows? you'd basically have Omos and MVP going for the same thing. Yeah. Because they'd both be looking at a singles belt. Yeah. The Street Profits would obviously be trying to get, get back on tag team gold. Um, or, you know, it could be potentially a situation where, you know, like with, with the Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest both kind of float between the partner. With, you know, this kind of puts Angelo Dawkins as the dirty dom of the group, you know, like <laughs> he's going to be going after some NXT mid-card gold. Um so it's it's one of those things where you, you'd have to you have to make sure it's balanced. I don't know if there's room for Omos there. There could be, but it would be it would be tricky. He would really be more of like, is Omos okay with just being Bobby's enforcer? I don't know how much more Omos we really need. I think we've really seen what there is to see with Omos. On whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, us. watch it! You're gonna get the Omos Sapiens after you, bro. Come at me, Omos Sapiens! <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> No, like, I really, I, I really just want to see MVP more than anything. I, yeah, I love I, MVP. I'm an MVP guy. And and I hear what you're saying about Shelton Benjamin, but like yeah. again, like where does he fit? Where does I have he no fit idea. into this? I just group? want him on TV. Put him on. I there. know. I I know. <laughs> I I think I I unfortunately think that we're past that point of WWE television. <laughs> Listen, Brad, bring back. Hey, where I'm at is I don't need. Okay, I don't need Shelton to be in the group, but bring back fucking Carlito. And have them feud with uh, Shelton Benjamin, just so old people like me can be happy <laughs> to see our former mid card gods going at it on TV. They can be they can be low, the bottom of the card. They don't need to be mid card anymore. Can you just imagine? Can you imagine Carlito spitting in Dominic Mysterio's face? Though oh I can, I can see it. That'd be good shit. Be um, good and shit. a quick bonus stock rising. Uh, Trinity, the uh, artist formerly known as Naomi, has won the Impact Knockouts Championship at Slammiversary this Woo! past weekend. Congratulations to Trinity. She did a really, really good interview a week or two ago talking about why she, why she made the move, 
why she made it when she did, and that what she and uh, Mercedes Monet did was bigger than how people still talk about it. Because mm-hmm. they sh- straight up just said to Vince, we're not taking your shit anymore. We are going to be respected. And they went to places, Impact for Trinity, New Japan Pro Wrestling for uh, Mercedes. They went to places that respect them, they care about them, and they're working to elevate their divisions with them. So absolute congratulations to Trinity. I'm so happy for her that she's found a place where she feels love. Yeah, it's fucking sick. Uh, definitely happy for her. And you know what? I'm a, I'm a big Trinity fan because I got sucked into Total Divas, which is a great show, by mm. the way. If you haven't watched it, it's really good. Um, I saw a bunch of like clips so with good. like Trinity and Liv Morgan recently. Uh-huh. Where like Liv Morgan was driving on a highway and just like cut across three lanes and like someone was like, This bitch is definitely from New Jersey, huh? Like she's not <laughs> lying about that. And I was like, Oh my god. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's a really fucking good show. It's so good. All right. Stock right uh, stock falling. Oh, stock okay. falling, Jacob. Wow, what a host I am. Stock falling time. <laughs> uh yeah, so like I said at the beginning, I don't really have much for stock falling because it's been a pretty good week for me. I'm happy. Uh, for the most part, you know, I'm not too upset because we got we got Theory. Looks like he may be losing his title soon. LA Knight's getting TV time, which is exciting. And I got to see it live, which was fucking dope. Dom just won gold. Life is pretty good. Other than the fact that at SmackDown, I ordered chicken tenders and a beer. <laughs> and that shit cost like 30 or $40. And there was no barbecue sauce, only ketchup. So I was dipping these chicken tenders in ketchup. And let me tell you this, the chicken tenders, you know how sometimes it's like a toss up. You go to an arena. You get some uh, chicken tenders and fries, and sometimes they're just so good, like so good, so crispy, just like a nice chicken tender, but sometimes they're awful. These ones were fucking awful. They didn't even look good. I opened the box. Janie's like, ew. That was <laughs> that was how Yikes. bad it was. I also got fries, and the fries were like, uh, they there was no crisp. There were like mushy potatoes that seemed like they were just like pulled straight out of the freezer, thrown in a microwave and put on my plate. So really unappetizing. Uh, definitely stocks falling for me for that. And then lastly, I want to say at PNC Arena, is this normal at arenas where you can't have caps on your bottles? Yes. Is that normal? Yes. So you can't, so you can't throw them as a projectile. Oh my god, bro! I was sick. I had a beer and a water. And- it's so obnoxious though, because it's oh. like it's like I don't want to spill my water. Like I don't yes, want to spill it. I was like I was sitting there like trying to hold my beer, my water, my food. So I just ended up chugging the beer so I could uh, you know get that out of the way, put it under my seat so I could at least hold my water and and, and eat my food. But yeesh. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Uh, yeah, yeah I, the the thing is where we're from we're spoiled for chicken tender baskets though like beaver stadium and bryce jordan center chicken tender baskets they (laughs) hit different bro like i if i i usually get i usually get to one penn state game a year yeah and i i know what i'm doing i'm ordering (laughs) chicken tender baskets as soon as i get into that stadium i'm gonna go figure out where my seat is like ah it's over there all right where's the where's the fastest way to some chicken tenders because the beaver stadium chicken tender baskets are banging this is a great advertisement for them top notch (laughs) 
this is a great advertisement for them. And you know, they might not let me back into PNC Arena. I've just been shitting on it this whole episode. It was bad, bro. I'm gonna have you clip it up, and I'm gonna start tweeting videos of you talking shit on the PNC <laughs> Arena at the arena's like Twitter handle. Yo, they need happens. to renovate, bro. Jesus Christ, and get some better food. Get Jesus. Angelo Dawkins after he's got his construction degree to come come renovate. <laughs> Thanks, Angelo. Appreciate you, bro. <laughs> uh, my first stock falling is going to be, well, you know what? I'm going to talk a little bit of stock falling towards AEW. And I want to preface it with saying AEW has been really good again lately. Collision's been really solid. Uh, Dynamite's been really solid. I'm going to start with Jack Perry, the artist formerly known as Jungle Boy. Um, Thanks, Jim Ross, by the way. Appreciate uh, that. Actually, there's a lot of people talking about that this week, that Jim Ross, you know, he... He knows the business and he knows what people need to do. And he was the first one that called him Jack Perry. Uh huh. And that kind of stuck. And now Smart he has move. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. He has buried his Jungle Boy gimmick. So the Jungle Boy music hit the whoa, you know, Jungle mm. Boy music. And the crowd was like mixed because they're like, oh, he's a heel now. He's no, not feeling him. And then it cuts to a quick video of Jack Perry in like, Black jeans and a leather jacket in the desert. Oh, that's that's how you know he's a heel. Exactly. That's part <laughs> of the stock falling. Uh Digging a grave. And then it was like, you could tell because it was the boots, like Jungle Boy's boots were very specific. And they were like dragging across the ground. And then you hear like, the and then you, it's like a camera looking up. And it's Jack Perry burying his old gimmick, basically. Edgy. I know it's so edgy and really like it's just like this this fucking jungle boy heel stuff so far is he thinks that being a heel is wearing a trench coat wearing a leather jacket in um the desert growing his beard out I guess we're both heels uh <laughs> and then he did end up winning the FTW championship off hook at this uh at this show I actually ended up seeing that yeah and he cheated to do it. He hit hook with the title and got it after there was a bump on the ref. Uh, actually, as soon as I saw which ref it was, I was like, he might get bumped. Um, and I just didn't love it. Taz is sick. He was so upset that his title is gone. His kid lost his title. Um, I think, I think maybe you retweeted it or said something about it. Like, I always forget that Taz isn't black when I see hook. Yeah. <laughs> um which i was like wait he's not like i just thought i just thought hook's mom was white um that's crazy i think at this point hook needs a manager because he said some things to camera but he hasn't cut a promo to the arena and i think he's at the point now where they're putting him on tv enough he had this belt he's gonna keep this program with jack perry going longer i think hook needs a manager and the obvious one is a guy on commentary yep. that I Obvious don't want to lose that I don't want to lose from commentary. And I'm wondering if there's a way that they could shake it where during a hook segment, Taz goes down and manages him and yeah. they just leave it as Excalibur and Tony Schiavone up at the, you know, at the, the desk or another, another option would be um, keeping hook stuff more on rampage where Taz isn't a commentator, usually. They, they'll have like kind of rotating guests as the, the, the co-com. Chris Jericho's on there a lot. He's awful on commentary. <laughs> uh, so I, I just think that Hook needs a, a manager at this point. So that's kind of a little bonus stock falling is 
I'd like to start seeing more from Hook than just like, oh shit, this guy can actually really go, which he can, but we need some more character development. I think. Yeah, from the jump, Hook's just been, I'm a badass. Mm-hmm. That's it. No, no, nothing else. Just I'm a badass and hot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, stock falling continuing to uh, blood and guts. I was disappointed by blood and guts. I have to say they built it up huge. Like this Blackpool combat club and um, elite feud has gone on a long time. I think it was definitely hurt by the fact that Brian Danielson has a broken arm and he couldn't be involved. Um, so they had pack and Takeshka as kind of the two other members of the Blackpool combat club team. Um, they had Kota Ibushi as the fifth member of the elites team, but like Ibushi didn't look like he knew what he was supposed to do. Like he had some spots where he was like being a sicko. Like I think he suplexed John Moxley onto the bed of nails and then like, uh, lateral press, like just did like a press onto John Moxley on the bed of nails. And then he threw himself into the tax. Like just threw himself in to be like, Haha, I'm crazy. I saw but he that. Was just kind of like that video. Yep. <laughs> he was just kind of like meandering about, being like, bum, 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 kick, bum, 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 punch, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> like he just looked like he looked like an NPC throughout this match. Oh, like I didn't shit. really. Get your the your point little like bump, bump, bump is like exactly like I don't know. It just fits really well with the way I saw him moving like in oh, videos. On okay, the I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm not. I'm <laughs> bump, not like bump, making this up like myself. I've, yeah. No, I see it, bro. <laughs> And then, so they, and they kind of worked Pac into this with like a shoving match with Claudio towards the end where Pac was just like, fuck it, I'm leaving. And it's a callback apparently to the third episode of Dynamite where Pac and Moxley were a tag team and Moxley walked out on Pac, giving him the double birds. I remember that. And so now it's set up an angle for Claudio to face pack at death before dishonor. And I'm like, okay, I know you needed to give Claudio someone else for that, but did you have to set it up this way? It didn't really make sense. And then like Don Callis sees the writing on the walls that the BCC is going to lose. So he walked, he leaves commentary and walks down and pulls Takeshka out of the cage and out of the match. And then John Moxley gets, handcuffed to the ropes and Wheeler is getting choked out by a chain and John Moxley submits or surrenders so that Wheeler stops getting choked. It just didn't make sense. The ending, I was like, wait, what happened? Like, did Wheeler die? Did, and then, huh? like, and then the commentary is like, John Moxley surrendered. We can't believe John Moxley would do that. Look at him looking out for his little protege. And I'm like, not really in his character. Like, we just John Moxley, the same face in unison. Like, yeah, it's like John Moxley <laughs> would just be like, he can die before I surrender. Like, he weird. doesn't give a shit. Yeah. It was just so weird. And then apparently, like, after the ending, the live crowd was like, it's over? What? What? What happened? Huh? How? Why? So they gave Kenny Omega a mic for, and then he basically explained, like, how much respect he now has for the BCC pushing the elite to a dark place. They've never been. They didn't even get that violent. Like it wasn't even that bad. No one got thrown off the top of the cage. Like yeah. hangman choked Wheeler out with a, with a chain and that's it. Like I, I just didn't really see it. 
Um, it, I think it's not a good look if one of your stars has to explain the ending to the crowd. Absolutely. And explain, by the way, this is done. We have blown it off. We're done with this thing now. It's, it's done now. Like, <laughs> that's a that's, funny ass way to describe it. Hey, by the way, <laughs> we're not feuding anymore. Now we're, we respect each other. Uh, what? Like, what? It, I think, I think one of the only people that came out of Blood and Guts looking really good and strong was Hangman. Cause he was doing everything for the elite side of things in that. So we'll see what happens. There's lots of rumors also swirling that uh, the young bucks have had some contact with WWE. Their contract end period is kind of fuzzy because they were suspended and then injured. So it's hard to kind of know when their AEW contract officially runs out and when they be able to officially talk to WWE. Um, Cody's also been talking up the elite lately um, in some interviews and also promoting his documentary that's going on Peacock uses footage from um, being the elite. Oh, wow. So yeah, there's some interesting stuff that's happening um, in that regard, but yeah, the blood and guts was a little bit disappointing for me and it was something that I've actually been really looking forward to throughout this whole feud. Cause I really thought this, that's where it was going to go and it just wasn't as satisfying as I had hoped, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I am still interested to see where both of these groups go from here. Okay. Anything else, Dimitri? Uh, just one thing I forgot to uh, mention that I Absolutely. was uh, slightly intrigued about is uh, Shotzi's uh, little character change that we're getting. Uh, I like Shotzi Blackheart a lot. Um, I just think that uh, it's cool to see her actually get like some sort of. Uh, it seems like she's getting some sort of cool direction now, where she's acting like, uh, you know, she has uh, control of her own destiny, and nobody's gonna call her crazy because she she determines what she is. Um, and I really love uh, that she's kind of getting some sort of cool direction. So that's cool. And also wanted to mention that I saw somewhere online that it is because her uh, sister was it has cancer. I saw the same head. thing. I saw the same thing. Very cool of Shotzi. Shout out to Shotzi for that as well. So big ups to Shotzi Blackheart. I'm a Shotzi Blackheart fan. This is a Shotzi Blackheart positive podcast. <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> I, I do like respect to Shotzi for that. I did see the same thing. Um, it was a couple of weeks back. Uh, but yeah, I did see a similar thing saying that, oh, she was yeah. going to be shaving her head because um, of her sister. But I think it's smart to make an angle out of it and hopefully yes. get some more uh, time on the telly for Shotzi. Absolutely. What is that from? What is that from that I just did? I don't know. The absolutely thing? That's definitely um, a tag for something. We'll figure it out after the show. <laughs> All right. If, if you know what it is, write in. You can find us on Twitter and TikTok at LemmyPod2. You can find Dimitri at Dimitri Talks. You can find me, if you want, at We Hate Jacob. That's hate with an eight. Please give us a review on your chosen podcast platform. We're on every major network. We appreciate all of you being here. Big things coming soon. Stick with us on the Twitters, the TikToks, the YouTubes, and we will have more for you next week.